Welcome back to the next episode of the Mass Business Podcast. My name is Matt Wirt, and I am your esteemed host for today. I'm so thankful that you're here listening or watching on YouTube on next podcast episode. And I've got a great guest for you. We're going to dig into the growth of her business. Her name is Darlene Corbett. I've known her for many years. She is the unstuck expert. She's a speaker, an author, a therapist, and a hypnotherapist. She works with individuals, organizations, and corporations to reset mindsets to get unstuck. And her book, Stop Depriving the World of You, A Guide for Getting Unstuck, was published by Sound Wisdom in November of 2018. I've known Darlene now for over five years because we're both members of the National Speakers Association. And let me tell you right now, this episode is going to be a treat. Are you ready? Let's go! Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the party, Darlene. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Matt. I'm so excited to uh, see and chat with you again. And why don't you just, uh, for our listening audience on all our favorite podcast apps and also uh, watching on YouTube, tell them in under 30 seconds or so what it is you do. Well, I am the unstuck expert, as you said. And most of my adult life, I've been helping people get unstuck as a therapist and as a hypnotherapist for over 30 years. Also, in the last six years, I've been speaking on the theme of getting unstuck, and I also write a lot. I'm an author, and I write a lot of articles on a regular basis on some element of getting unstuck or self-improvement, personal development. All right. So, as you know, the this podcast is all about digging into your business growth as a therapist and as an author and as a speaker, and I want to do that. Um the goal here when I interview people is that you might give a nugget, something that you use to grow your business that somebody else goes, aha, I can use that in my web design business or my financial services practice or my insurance agency business. Um, but before I do that, I want to I make a right turn here because I don't normally interview guests about their expertise, but I realize I've got an opportunity here that there are a lot of business owners who are stuck. They're stuck in their ways. They're stuck in their, I run it, Darlene, I can't tell you how many times I, I talk to people about networking. I talk to them about referrals. I talk to them about the stuff I wrote in my first book. And the response I get is, well, that's not how we do it here. Yeah. That's not what people say we should do. That doesn't work. And those are all to me, responses that they're stuck. They're stuck yeah. in the way that they do things. How, what is one tactical thing that a business owner can start doing today to get unstuck in their business? Well, I would say they need to not keep thinking so linear. Are they opening their minds to new ideas? 
Because my belief is it's never done. There are no finishing lines, as one of my clients said. You have to remain open to new ideas. Just because something is done a certain way doesn't mean you can't at least look at the possibility of viewing it another way. If you're that closed, you're not going to be open to the possibilities, to maybe a fleeting opportunity that might pass you by. So the most important thing is being open. You don't have to embrace a new idea, but at least listen and consider maybe things could work better if I added this, if I did this. And I can give an example of myself if you want. Just Please. Something up. So, you know, I write a lot and I go through spells where I do a lot of something. And I found I, this group, this organization called Pro Writing Aid. Now, I thought I was a good writer. Well, this humbled me and taught me there are some things you could learn. And one of them is I thought, okay, honing your skill by doing something called sprint writing. I would never have thought of it. I probably do it at times, but I'm open to it. You have to be open no matter how old you are to new ideas. You Again, you don't have to embrace them, but at least consider, could this possibly give me momentum? Could this possibly help me get over that obstacle interfering in my path? I think that's great, right? It's it's about and and we're small business owners. Yes, we we did this for a reason. I believe that people left the corporate world, started their own small business because they wanted three things: more money, more time, and more freedom. And by the way, shameless self promotion. That's what I w wrote my new book about: the high five effect, how to do business with people that bring you joy. But love it. It is about opening because because you would never think for a minute that a successful business is about having joy. But yeah. when you start to open your mind to different ideas, that's why we are small business owners because we were we were in a place where they weren't allowing us to do that. Yes. And this yeah. idea of openness yes. really starts to get people, I think, completely unstuck at that yeah. point. Yes, absolutely. And it's scary for some people, Matt, as you know, to become more open or to take a different path. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's tough. Talk to me a little bit about the openness that you've had in your business. Go back. When did when? How long have you been doing what you're doing? Well, I've been a therapist since my early 20s, but I didn't become self-employed until I was about 30, 31. Who wants to see a young 20-something right. try to help you with problems? But therapy is a soft science, so you have to keep learning. To this day, I still learn. Less so as I did back then because you incorporate all that learning, but my business would never have been what it is if I wasn't open to considering differences, diff a different way of approaching things. For example, we are taught, and I'm a listener, obviously, but we're also taught to be silent, to sit with silences. Somebody goes for 30 minutes, you don't respond. Mm -hmm. That never resonated with me and it never resonated with my clients. So I will be more active and I have used that and it's worked very effectively in my the way I do therapy. The other mm -hmm. thing is self-disclosures. I never shared anything for long. And I still am very careful when I do, but I'll never forget. I ran this group years ago and I just shared something and it felt so alien to me. And this woman looked at me, she goes, darling, thank you. I said, oh, how come? She said, it made you more human. And I never forgot that. So I have learned over the years to not go by the strict theory we were taught, or should I say theories, and embrace what they gave us. That's our foundation, but also build the house in a way that works more effectively for us. My unique way of doing therapy. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. 
So it's funny because at the very end of that, that's what stands out to me is uniqueness. Yes. And 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 so so that's what you've kind of carried along throughout this process that kind of helped you grow is the more unique you are, the better off you are. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. What um as you think back on on your career and the things you've done, yeah. um, the way you've transitioned your business, whether it was through a pandemic or something else, yeah. what tactics have you done that have worked well for you? Well, you know, taking a risk. For example, writing is very personal, as you know. You're mm-hmm. an author. Mm-hmm. Put things out there is frightening. It's like, oh, my God, are people going to – are they going to read it even? Or are they going to say, what? who are they think they are writing that? So that's number one. I had to get over fear. The same thing with speaking. Years and years ago, when I presented in for Grand Rounds physicians, I must have driven my husband crazy. I thought, oh, why am I doing this? I'm so afraid. I pushed myself, got up, and realized, again, the more you do something, it's like any skill, it's like any sport, it's like anything. You hone it over and over. But you have to get past the fear. And I think fear can be the greatest mobilizer and also the greatest immobilizer because it can mobilize us to get out of danger, obviously, and and get ourselves and just push ourselves in ways we never thought possible, but it can also paralyze us. Yeah. And that you have to overcome to take a risk, to be yourself in a way that's, as I say in my book, platinum style authentically, Mm -hmm. be able to shine and keep shining and not let those naysayers or those, your own naysaying voices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you, you, you've embraced, so first of all, fear, uh, I think I wrote my first book. It was attributed to the author of unknown. Cause I don't think they ever, ever actually found out who said it, but false expectations appearing real fear. Yeah. Yeah. That acronym stands for false expectations appearing real. And I think I learned that from Eric wall cause he used it in his talk. But, um, so, so I just want to throw that out there, but, um, what, one, one when when it comes to your practice and the things you've done over the years, I know that you've done some networking. You've been involved in groups. Yes. Um, how how successful has that been for your business and business growth? Well, in terms of being in groups like National Speakers Association, I really embrace the fact that I have met some fabulous people and learned a lot of different things. I mean, NSA has taught me so many things because mental health people are very unfamiliar with a lot of tools. They're the last, they're the last to mm-hmm. embrace new tools, the internet. They also, what I discovered was Napoleon Hill through a fellow colleague in NSA, yep. Marilee Driscoll, that opened my world. And I thought everyone should read this book. It's about the philosophy of success. I don't care if you're a therapist to an educator to a business owner. So I feel by joining these various organizations, my world has opened more. Mm. It's helped me build a better business. Even if it's not speaking alone or writing, I can share these things with some of my clients and say, you know, I didn't know this, but I learned this. You might want to consider this, or maybe you know that. I always try to not- So it's not about the referrals. And that's the funny thing is that the networking isn't always about referrals. Sometimes it's about the community. That's right. That's right. That's exactly. I mean, some of my best friends are business friends. Yes. And it's just because we have 
like commonalities and we talk about all the craziest things and and then we talk about business growth and then we move into personal growth and personal hobbies and things like that but you know it it's not always about the referrals right the relationships right. produce referrals if they're if they're strong and deep and consistent over time yes but sometimes we we do networking and get involved in groups and organizations because of the community Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't even think most of my referrals come from that. It really is about the connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I get a lot out of that. And well, I'm, I'm a, I go back and forth. Am I more extrovert? I'm more extrovert, but how much you, introversion, right? Yeah. You, you might be an introverted extrovert. I may be. Which I, is a real thing. Yeah. So this is the common misconception. And I wrote this in my, my new book is that, you know, what's the differences between introvert and extrovert, right? So like, um, Actually, I don't even know if it's in the book now. It might have just been a, a video I did, but an introvert is one is an individual who gains energy by being alone. And yeah. an extrovert is a person who gains energy by being with people. Yeah. Most people confuse that. They say an extrovert is somebody who talks to people and an introvert is somebody who's a wallflower. Yeah. That's actually not the definition. Definitely. And so I'm an extroverted introvert. Yeah. So I gain a lot of energy by talking to people and being around people. Then I dispel that energy through the mental gymnastics that my brain does in the conversations that I'm in. And then I have to go recoup alone in many cases. So whether that's on a drive home after a networking event, that's a good place for me to do that. Or yeah. sometimes if I'm, uh, if I'm at a conference or something, I just go to my hotel room and I'm alone there. And that's how I regain my energy. Yes. And I, I think, think that there's a lot like of people you. like that. I think I'm more like you. Mm. Because I need to connect. But I need my downtime too. Yeah, it's kind of a yeah. I and so thank you for say, saying that. I think it's more like that for me too. And most therapists are more introverted, but I really do believe. I think I'm an extrovert with an introverted part to me because I love to read and write too, and that's yeah. an introverted activity. But go ahead, yeah. Now, when you think about your business, um, and you're talking about who you are, type of thing, what do you think your best strengths are? Yeah, that so I believe my strengths are, and I've been told this. Otherwise, I really didn't pay attention. Finally, I realized all these people keep seeing coming to see me, so mm -hmm. I must be doing something right. After years, positive, being positive, and engage, being able to engage people. I can engage pretty much a, a, a wide range of people, so I don't look down at people. Not that you would think therapists do, but we'll just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. But I'm very able to engage most people. And, and make them feel that there's hope, positive approach, not Pollyanna, not like, oh, let's look at the, the rose-colored glasses. I don't, but I'm positive. Yeah, I've always known you to be a very positive person. Yeah, thank you. I never hear negativity. And, and when people um, talk about the weather or whatever, you can always put a positive spin on it. I've yeah. served on a board with you, and you're always yeah. putting a positive spin on it. You're not letting any conflict or negativity pull that down. Yeah. And so I think that that, that is a, a very good strength of yours. Now, you mentioned this. You said it's interesting because I didn't really know until people started telling me. Yeah. So how does that how did that come to you? Did did it just come in conversation? Because I'll I'll never forget, Darlene. One time, someone said to me that I was successful, and then like four days later, they said I was successful, and I never saw myself as a success until that happened twice in the same week. Yeah. Well, I think you are, but <laughs> you are a successful man. Amazing. Thank you. And in, in many areas of your life, both personal and professional. Yeah. But so you know, it's interesting. When I was in my early twenties, you know, I I was working as a temp. It was like right around college or. 
And this older woman said to me, I'll never forget this. She was like now probably younger than I am now, but she said, thank you. I'm not a good people person, but you make me feel, feel okay. And I thought, I don't know what I did that's so different. And over the years, clients have said it to me. You have a positive spin on it. I feel better after talking to you. And so I realized I must, I guess I must be positive. So now I can embrace it, but it took, I, it just, it, I believe it's character, you know, some of it's a characteristic I have. I came from being, you know, nothing's ever perfect in life, but I was told a lot of good things about me. So I embrace that and I try to share that with others because that's my belief that everybody's unique and everyone has qualities they need to find in them that are positive. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, you know, as business owners, we get down on ourselves sometimes. We have that inner critic. We struggle with ourselves. We struggle with, you know, not making a sale or not getting a referral or, doing a one-to-one it turns out it was just horrible and somebody tried to sell me something and and so i definitely agree with sort of your mindset around positivity that we have to shift it that'll help us get unstuck as well right there's a whole correlation there obviously i think um i i i think i saw the other day from my good friend dan kandel that what you focus on is what you achieve that's a good point. Yeah. Yes. And yes. it's just one of those things where like the more you are, if you're focusing on the wrong things, then the results in your business are not going to be great. Yes. And it's going to struggle. Yes. Um, I, I, how, how did you manage through the pandemic? Was your industry and or profession and or your particular business hurt by that? Or did it just grow because you're it a therapist? Grew, ex- yeah. You know, the speaking world got hit, as we know. I did some yes. speaking on on Zoom and it was fine. I embraced these tools, but my therapy practice was, I'm very blessed. I'm very fortunate. I tell people that, if anything, it just continued. I had a very busy one anyway when I was in Needham and I was leaving Needham. And then boom, I was planning on leaving June of 2020. Then the pandemic hit and we all went home and I love virtual. It's changed my world. So I'm totally a virtual therapist now. So I did fine. And I'm very, 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 again, thankful, blessed. And I feel for the people that haven't done so well because a lot of industries really got hit hard. Yeah. So did you, so the, the shift that you had to make was basically online. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what worked for me, Matt, is, I mean, sometimes, again, I do not wish this on anybody, but I was leaving Needham and I was going to have to build a practice and I knew people weren't going to drive out here. My clients stayed with me and the well, most, many of them, some didn't, they didn't need me, but they said, Darlene, I would never have known, I would never have tried this if it wasn't for the pandemic. So I would have lost people, even if I had virtual abilities, they would have gone, I don't want that. They say, wow, yeah. I love this. This is yeah, it's so interesting that you talk about that like that because I mean I think that there are a lot of businesses that did not get hurt in the pandemic. They thrived. Yeah, and they thrived because. So here's an example. Do you remember QR codes five years ago? Yes. Nobody could use them. They yes. were taking pictures of these things and they weren't working because they didn't download a QR scanner. So what happens is iPhone and Samsung and all these people pushed an update to your phone to allow your actual camera to be the scanner for a QR code. And then what happened was because no one wanted to touch menus, that's why this happened. 
Why? No one wanted to touch menus when the pandemic happened and coronavirus happened. So we started scanning QR codes with our with our camera app. And that reinvigorated the QR code. You're there right. are people that when I owned an agency, a marketing agency, one of my clients put a QR code on his truck. And he checked it at the end of one year. And at the end of one year, he had like seven views on the QR code. Wow. And it's because people never knew how to use them right um think about like instacart and yes. uber eats right the food delivery service the the touchless services like that um were now massively better yeah and i just think that you know there's there's some positives that came out of this especially yeah. the adoption of zoom and microsoft teams and yes. um all the other you know options that are out there it forced people, yes. the whole work from home environment, it forced people to figure out how to compartmentalize their kids and their house and things like that. And so I think what most of the world got caught up to us professional speakers because we were using Zoom right. before the pandemic ever happened. Yeah. We were working from home before the pandemic ever happened. Um, we still weren't using QR codes, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but the adoption rate, drastically increased with some of those tools yes yeah and i think that businesses had more of an open mind when it came to certain things and those that didn't probably didn't last yeah now obviously there are industries that were decimated by this um and uh and and people have had to move on from those businesses but i see there are more people in my purview in my contact sphere yeah that have succeeded at a greater rate due to the pandemic than have not than have yeah. failed at you know or lost money due to it. So it's good to hear that things were successful. Yes. For you through that transition time. Yes. Darlene, one of the things I love to ask my guests, I always yeah. like to ask two questions before I end the podcast. Yeah. The first one is what type of business software would you recommend that other business owners uh, get accustomed to and start to use? Um, that would be helpful tools for their their uh, their business to grow in the future. Well, I'm not very tech savvy. Okay, so that's give okay. Me, give me an example, like I mean. Well, I so some to... people have mentioned something like QuickBooks or Google oh. Suite or things like that. So what I mean, yeah, what tools do you Google use that are game changer for you? Well, the the video one, Zoom. Yeah. Skype, FaceTime, uh, I use WhatsApp, I use whatever people want. So yeah. being open to the tool, just any tool that's going to help your business. So again, for mental health, I, I, and I prefer the video. I don't like phone therapy. I never have even long mm -hmm. before because you can't see people's expressions and nuances. So I, I use Google Suite because I think I have to. I forget. So I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah, that's I, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you also use a calendar scheduling tool, I right? I do. Yeah. yeah. I have a cutie. Yeah. I haven't used it much. I have Google Calendar. Google yeah. really works for me. Yeah. Works yeah. for you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the other question I always like to ask people is, what business book would you recommend that other people read that help that will help them grow their business? Well, I just think Napoleon Hill. I don't know if that- Think works. and Grow Rich, right? Think and Grow Rich. Absolutely. It will open your mind. It gives you hope. For those who think they're too old or they're too limited- You've got the whole world in that book. All colors, awesome. all obstacles. Yeah. Thinking Grow Rich. I, I read it over and over. <laughs> oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, so we'll make sure we put those um, uh, that book link in the show notes. Darlene, if somebody is looking for uh, therapy, I mean, it's not what this podcast is for, but I know a lot of therapists aren't taking clients right now. Are you still taking clients? You know, very limited because yeah. I'm very busy also. But if they have flexibility, I never say no to anyone. If they can wait or come in times that I can see them, that's one. But the hypnosis, I always make, I always have certain slots for hypnosis. So I'm a hypnotherapist and if yeah. people need help around performance anxiety, anything. I did a tinnitus. Yeah. Contact me. Habits, phobias. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So if you're looking, you know, if somebody wants to reach out to you for that uh, or just contact you, just say hello. They enjoyed the podcast, whatever it might be. How would they get in touch with you, Darlene? They can go to DarleneCorbett.com or they can just email me at Darlene at DarleneCorbett.com. D-A-R-L-E-N-E at D-A-R-L-E-N-E. You'll have it in the notes probably. C-O-R-B-E-T-T.com. Awesome. Yeah, we'll make sure we put all the contact information in the notes. Um, If you're listening on your favorite podcast app, I hope that you subscribe to the Mass Business Podcast. We always love to have fantastic guests on here, business owners who are based solely in Massachusetts and have a physical presence here to help them uh, share their ideas, their suggestions, their tips, their tricks on how they grew their business. Hopefully, you can find a way to get unstuck in your business today with the advice that Darlene gave us at the top of the podcast, but also maybe you learned a few things. Uh, I would love to carry on the uh, conversation on the YouTube comments or on social media. Check out our Facebook page, Mass Business Podcast, our website, massbusinesspodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe and click the notification button right on YouTube. You got to smash that thing and subscribe so we get all kinds of all kinds of views and, and all whatnot. Uh, and until next time, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word-of-mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Feeling all right. High five the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High five the world. Make a difference today. High five the world. What a thing to say. Telling you, there's really nothing to it, it's just an attitude.